0: what's up everyone welcome to the odds are podcast uh i am chris becker your uh, semi-unprofessional host and we got gabe on with me um and yes yeah, so this is the uh the very first episode of this podcast that we're hoping to bring to life um gabe do you want to give a, a quick rundown to the people about what this is yeah so basically i mean
1: Chris and I have these conversations like on a weekly basis throughout the football season, but the basketball season on just things that we've been betting on and we've been doing this over the last four to five years. So we thought it would just be a good idea to actually record these conversations and share it. Um, anything we've learned over our time, losing money to people and uh, try to ensure that we're being transparent. We're having fun and try to make some money during this football season. So um, I think the idea is just to post some plays, discuss um Discuss the games throughout the season. Um yeah we'll have some college football sprinkling in there. Um uh, some Formula One, anything that comes up, soccer, we have the World Cup coming up.
0: Uh it's yeah. gonna be a wild haul. So it's a good time to get started. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh and give you hit it right in the head. I think like this is mostly for fun. Like, you know, if, if people listen, that's great. If not, that's also fine. Um, it's fun to just put some structure around this and see if even just by like doing this on a more frequent basis with a more structured basis, like if that'll make us better, better, betters. Um, and yeah, so I think this is a, a cool relic to kind of produce from that. And um, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. But for today's episode, we are going to be doing a divisional breakdown um, and sprinkling in some futures, um, some futures plays and win total plays, um, looking, get, just getting ready for the upcoming NFL season. So this episode, we're going to focus on the AFC side of the NFL. Um, and then we'll be recording an NFC episode as well. Um, you know, giving out picks. I think we also both, at least I post all of my, uh, futures and and plays on action. Um, so people can follow us there too. Gabe, I'm not sure if you are using action this season as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: Sweet. Cool. So why don't we get into it? Um, I think we settled on starting with the North AFC North, um, do you want to just uh, give a quick breakdown of the seeds or do you want to just start with your number one team in that division? Um,
1: yeah, so basically AFC North. Um, so it's really hard to predict this division, I guess, until we know the Deshaun Watson situation and actually how many games he's going to play. But yeah. as it seems now, Deshaun Watson is suspended for only the first six games. I have the Browns as the number two team in the division at 13-4. and four. I mean, they have – One of the easiest schedules in the league when you look at Vegas win total strength of schedule and they are doing just like one of the most like dramatic switches you can do with a quarterback when you're upgrading from Baker Mayfield to Deshaun like bringing Deshaun with that stacked O-line, that stacked D-line. I really like Stefanski and this easy schedule after the Browns just fell apart last year like it just seems like this team can just... Like shoot for the moon. But really, though, my number one team in the division is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think they're going to just bounce back from all the poor injury luck they had last year. I think Lamar Jackson's going to come back and I mean, he's going to continue his winning ways. He has a career 37 and 12 record, an average of like 3.3 losses a year. Uh, last year, he was in MVP contention before he actually got hurt when the Ravens were the number one team they uh, with while they're missing their. Comp- they're missing all the running backs. They're missing their corners. I mean, um, it has all the signs. I mean, so I like the Ravens, but, uh to win the AFC North, that plus money um, that's probably going to be my main play just because the, the win total is so high at nine and a half and it's juiced. Um, yeah. Thinking mainly divisional play there. And then also sprinkle on Lamar Jackson to win the MVP at plus 2000, I mean, really there's only a few players in the NFL that are actually an MVP like contention, like, even quarterbacks, there's only about 10 that can actually win the MVP. Kirk Cousins is going to win the MVP, even if he has a great year. But the Ravens can be the number one seed. Lamar Jackson continue being Lamar Jackson, and he's probably going to be an MVP, talks.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, the only thing that – at plus 2,000, like, might as well – like, I'll probably put, like, a quarter unit, half unit on that. Like, it's – those odds are amazing, and you're betting on a player that's electric, and that we've already seen – can get that like media narrative behind him to support that after like he was the youngest MVP in league history. Right. So like, it's not like that's something that's outlandish and at those odds, you got to love that. Um, I think the only thing that concerns me about the Ravens is and Lamar, I guess specifically is just, we really need to see that next step in his ability to pass the ball. And I'm not one of those people that is like, not a like a, a believer that he can become a really dynamic passer but i just want to see it a little bit more um
1: and if- i think we, we saw growth of that last year right like when dobbins and uh, said gonna play and um like there was a the game against the colts where they had to have like that 25 point comeback where he threw the ball like 40 something times like we yeah. saw mark throw like way more than he did in all his prior years because like he was forced to um and yeah like, you have mark andrews you have year two abatement like this passing game is only going to get better for Lamar. Like he's he's, tur- I think
0: he turned twenty five just recently. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah, I think that's. I'm really long too. Like on the transition from Marquise Brown to Rashad Bateman as wide receiver one. Like Bateman is a much more complete receiver. And like I remember, I don't know if you remember some of those early games last year. Hollywood, yeah. everything <laughs> like. Against, I remember specifically against the Lions, there were like three balls back to back to back where it was like could have been game winners, and he was just dropping all of them. And like, I don't think we're going to see that with Bateman, um, especially like this could be a homer bias for you and I. Like, I think the dude's a stud. Um, I think he's way more complete of a receiver. And then Andrews proved to be like the safety hatch last year. Like that guy's going to catch probably a hundred balls this year. So yeah, I'm long on that team. Um, I. I agree. Like we're, we're in consensus in the Browns. It's not really something you want to touch until you figure out what's going on with Deshaun. So I don't really even think we need to say much more there. I'm fully aligned. on like, it's a good structurally, it's a good team, but if you know, Mr. Brisket is tossing the rock, like I want nothing to do with that team. Um, Yeah. And then the, the, I don't know how I feel about the Ravens. Like I really like the Ravens. I love Lamar, but like nine and a half is, is a lot. To win the division, I'm really long in the Bengals. and Like, we'll get into that in a second. And between the Deshaun thing and then me really liking the Bengals, it's hard for me to, like, go all in on the Ravens. But um, I will tell you that I had the Ravens winning 13 games this year and tying with the Bengals to win that division. So, like, it's, you know, them winning the division, them clearing their win total, both in the realm of possibilities in my mind. Um, I just don't think... I'm going to touch it in terms of putting any units on it. Um, and if I do, it'll be a sprinkle. I'm not gonna hammer it like I think you're planning on. Um, but yeah, that feels good there. Um, should we move into the bangles then? Yeah, let's get into
1: the Bengals. Um, so I can just finish off. So the rest of the AFC, you North, know, I kind of have them just sitting around 500 Bengals. Um, I had them as a nine win team and the Steelers a seven win team. Um, it's pretty close to their, I think the, the Vegas lines, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think you're higher on the Bengals, but for me, I'm just mainly looking at the schedule. They have a really hard schedule, um, coming from last year when they played, um, some really bad teams, um, and, Same thing for the Steelers. I think, uh, the Bengals, they made some improvements to the the whole line and that's something why you're really high on them, but at the end of the day, I'm just not high on the coach there. Um, so I'm not actually going to bet on this just because like burrows a dog and they have all those skilled players and I just don't really want to mess up that one. I'm really projecting them just to miss their win total by like a half a game. So I don't see the value, especially in
0: this like competitive division, but,
1: um, yeah, you can continue with like why you want to ride the Bengals
0: yeah I mean, I'll preface this by saying i i a hundred percent agree on your skepticism with um Zach Taylor. like i I just I, I that guy doesn't give me confidence about the team. like I would prefer a sharper coach at the helm, especially a more a sharper offensive mind at the helm. but yeah, again, for me, like what it is is, and this is kind of again like my like overarching thesis on like how to play these win totals and how to think about divisions this year. And just kind of in general with the way the offense or the way uh, NFL has been trending, like last year, the six highest ranked offensive teams via DVOA were also the six best teams in win percentage. So like, um, and it wasn't like one for one, but it was like loosely those six teams were all the six best teams, in the NFL. And I see no reason to think that like, this Bengals team is not going to be a top five, top six offense. Um, and that's because like a couple of factors, their biggest flaw was their weak offensive line. I mean, it was just like an open door and they brought in two highly ranked linemen in Lyle Collins and Alex Capo. So I feel really good there. Um, I'm expecting Burrow to take another leap. Um, you know, one thing they talked about is like, Players, and I think this is true across almost all offensive positions across the board, like players that are coming off of a torn ACL or MCL, like one year after they've recovered from that injury, that's when they're like this kind of moonshot after that. So like Burrow was his, that was his last year um, recovered from that injury. So then theoretically this year will be his year where he kind of pops even more. And like, I'm really interested to see what that looks like. Another year for Jamar Chase, who in my opinion is like, on the Justin Jefferson trajectory, like we saw JJ do some crazy stuff, his rookie year, and then comes back his second year and was even more crazy. And like, I, there's no reason to think that Chase isn't going to have that same development. And then, um, it's a two headed monster. Like then you have T Higgins, who I think is going to pop this year too, because, um, he was dominating before he got hurt last year. Um, and I was going to be healthy heading into the season. So. With all those things, I think you're looking at a top five offense pretty easily. And I think, again, with my theory, I think that translates to good winning percentage. So I like them to go over the uh, nine and a half. Um, I'm probably going to put uh, – I've already put one unit on that at – I think I got it at plus money, but I could be lying. Um, the division and the win total. I got the division at plus 185. I put a unit on that. And I got over 9.5 at minus 135, which that's not great. Um, But <laughs> yeah. I have them. Yeah. What's that? I think the juice is
1: increased anyways, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Um And so, yeah, like, I mean, every scenario that I've run, when I look at their schedule, I have them winning anywhere between 10 and 13 games. So over 9.5 feels like an easy spot. So I like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think something that's like worrisome about this division too and like I guess any of us being confident, like I'm super high on the Ravens are super high in the Bengals, is like the Ravens were fourth place in the division last year with, and they won eight games. The Bengals are first and they won ten. Like it was still pretty close despite like the Ravens being very beat up. The Steelers had Big Ben out there. Baker Mayfield is out there. Like the division was separated just by like two games where like these little swings, like the Steelers, were, I think we're both like Pretty low on them, but like they're going to be competitive, and like they're not—they're not, they're not going to get swept in this division. Somehow, like they're going to win some of these games.
0: They'll win some of them, but man, I mean, like we—we've talked about this outside of this podcast, but like I hate that team. I literally—I mean, I can't get into the Steelers right now. Um, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so, Steelers make, as you mentioned, making the tr- transition from you know Big Ben to one of the three-headed nightmare that is Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or Kenny Pickett, and I. No.
1: If you look at the betting odds, it's it seems like we're going
0: to get Mitch no matter what happens. Uh, at least for week one, that's disgusting. <laughs> like I, I'm sorry, I hate that. Like I, like this team, I, I don't know, dude. Like the defense. I mean, why don't you just talk about it for a little bit? I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, how I looked at this before, like actually digging into things, was I saw. I mean, it, it was one of the best defenses in football, the best front seven for sure in football. It's a completely really stacked unit. Um, they have great receivers. They brought in the kid from Georgia, Najee Harris, year two. I mean, the O-line isn't great, so you're bringing in these troublesome quarterbacks. that You can't imagine this offense is going to be good, and it wasn't like a, an innovative offense in the past before. So we're not imagining that like Mitch is going to be like uh, – they're going to bring anything out of Mitch that we hadn't seen before. Uh, but I think something that troubles me the most about the Steelers too is – when you look at the the Vegas forecasted win totals, they have one of the hardest too, um, yeah. by far. and I, mean, I guess that happens when you plan the AFCNR our Dukes, the Bengals are also up there, but it's, it's not going to be easy for them to hit their line at like seven and a half. So initially when I saw that seven and a half, I was like, Oh, Tomlin just getting to five that's easy. He does it every year, but it, it's going to be pretty tough for this team. Um, we talked about this, that I already bet on the Steelers week one to cover and win against the Bengals, just because I like them in certain spots, probably going to bet them in certain spots like that throughout the year. Um, yeah. Just. Yeah. Not going to make a, a win total play or anything on this team. Um, yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Mitch looks all right in this offense and like Deontay Johnson and all those guys are, they get something going. I mean, I could see something happen, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel that. I mean, the the comp that comes to mind and this is obviously a very generous comp is the 2018 bears like you have a good defense i don't think the defense is as good as that 2018 bears d was but you have a good defense relatively solid defense um you have trubisky and then you have a a pretty good weapon in the backfield in Najee harris and that was david montgomery um and then this the receiving core is even better so like in terms of like the upside there's one like twelve games, right? Yeah, yeah, twelve and four. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. it was kind of a fluke. Um, but I mean, the defense I feel like scored half the points that season. Um, which could that could happen with the Steelers? That's what the Steelers defense did last year. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I mean they get takeaways. Like you got Minka in the bat in the secondary. You got JJ or um, TJ Watt. Like they got some dogs. Um, they got
1: blown up by some really good. Like we saw, like they couldn't score against the Chiefs. Period. In, like the playoff game and the regular season game, but they made the playoffs yeah yeah big ben back there so
0: yeah i mean big ben wasn't good um but the thing is he had experience and like i feel like i'm not going to defend big ben but the thing is like if you look at the only thing that you keep mentioning Najee, as a reason to be optimistic about the offense like Najee was not very efficient last year like he put up numbers but like he touched the ball like 30 times a game and like any starting running back that touches the ball 30 times a game is going to put up numbers. Like it was a volume play that got him to those numbers. So I don't necessarily think he's that good. I don't think I don't think that's like a product of him being bad. I think it's the offensive line is terrible and there's no creativity with the play calling.
1: Yeah. And like, I guess change a quarterback can help with that, right? Like Mitch is going to be a more mobile guy. They're definitely going to be running play action a lot more with Mitch than with like with Ben, which opened things up for Najee. I mean, sure. you know, to those stacked boxes. Cause when you're playing that Steelers offense last year, like you have almost everyone up in 10 yards. So that's all you need to cart really.
0: Right. Yeah. I think where I'm at is like, I, to your point, I like them. There'll be spots that I will play them during the season because I think there will be value there. Um, I'm not touching their win total. I'm not touching divisional projection, anything like that. Um, I'm projecting them to win anywhere between like three and six games. Um, three feels disrespectful for Tomlin. Um, and just this organization, given how well they've been run historically. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm not going to play the under here because there is a world where they like, you know, sneak in an eighth game win in like week 16 or some shit like, like, that. So, um, uh, I'm just not touching this team. Um, so that's the North, uh, to kind of wrap up there. I have, uh, the Ravens and the Bengals tied both at 13 and four. Then I have the Steelers six and 11 and, with my current news and just projection with the Deshaun thing, I'm assuming he's not going to play this year. And I have the, uh, the Browns winning, uh, three games. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with them. Um, moving on, we can go to the, the North or the, the East AFC East. Um, should we start there? or Do you want to cover the West or the South?
1: Uh, let's start the AFC East.
0: I feel like that's it's a good middle, uh, Middle of the show division. Uh, yeah. Sure. This will be an interesting one. Um so starting off, uh I obviously have the team winning this division as the the Bills. I have them going 13 and 4. Um so I actually don't know what their win total is, but they're that feels like there might be some value there. Um
1: yeah, they they're the favorite um to win the Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be like 10 11 and a half something like that. It's going to be the
0: highest on the board. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. That that sounds right. Um, oh yeah, they're plus three fifty to win the conference. I don't even like that. Like, I wouldn't touch that. Um, yeah, there's no value with the Bills even to win the
1: division. It's it's insanely huge. Like minus like four hundred something, right?
0: Yeah. That's yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I can understand why, but like again, no value there. So probably not going to play it. I mean, what do you think about this team overall? This is again another team in my opinion that like. Going to be one of the best, had the highest win percentage teams in the NFL, given their schedule. Like if you look at their schedule, it's not super challenging. And I think uh, Josh Allen is going to make a real bid at um, MVP this year. I'm pretty sure he's the odds on favorite. Um, so I like the team. We'll see how they can play without Dable, and we'll see how like crucial he was to their success as an offense, but. Feel like it should be kind of a, a plug and play scenario where they just drop Josh Allen in, have pretty good defense and kind of run back their success from last year. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, last year, I think we we struggled to like agree on the bills. There was points where I like to bet against them just because I wasn't sold on the defense. And I think like we saw in the playoffs that the defense got crushed against the Jews Cause I mean, they were the number one defense, but they were they were beating up on just like a list of like some of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, yeah. Like we'll, we'll see. They have like um this, the schedule is pretty easy. I think it's middle of the pack, but I mean, last yeah. year they had the easiest schedule in the league, but I'm still with you. I mean, I, I thought about potentially fading them, but the additions they made on defense, like even with Dable gone, I'm, I still think they're going to be fine. And I just, I'm not in fear of, like, the other teams in the division right now. Um, I I think the Bills got it. Just not going to be making a play um, just because I don't think there's any value there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So from a betting perspective, I think, like, obviously don't touch. Um, One thing that will be interesting is um, they lost Tredavious White last year, and they were still, like, a, you know, number one rated defense according to DVOA. So, like, bringing him back, I mean, like, wasn't he, like, first-team All-Pro the previous season? um really good. yeah i mean really good yeah i mean we saw
1: like he was gone in the chiefs game that's when we noticed and there were really other spots where like we have noticed his absence because they had such an easy schedule last year like so yeah well i, I mean with von miller back too i mean yeah the was even if last year i thought it was fluke because who they're playing like they're going to perform this year i think we're both high on them um so yeah,
0: yeah. We'll see. Um, one thing I do like, and this is you know, kind of unrelated to the, I guess the main theme of the podcast, but from a fantasy perspective, like I think there's some, some fun, some fun weapons here. Like Allen I've been seeing is going in like round two of drafts, which like that, I wouldn't do that, but I think Stefan could potentially be like wide receiver one this year in fantasy. Um, so we'll see. It should be, should be a good time. And Gabe Davis, I think is poised to just absolutely pop. So I'm, uh, I'm taking a lot of Gabe Davis shares um moving on the i don't know where are you sitting between dolphins and Pats. i have dolphins at like eight and nine nine and eight like kind of middle of the road but how do you think about that
1: yeah so these teams play week one so i kind of did like my own power rankings for how i thought the season finished last year like teams were healthy how i ranked them and then going into this season, like with any offseason changes, and I think going into week one, I, I trust the Patriots continuity a little bit more just going in to win that game. And I think we saw like the line move from like Patriots plus three to plus two and a half. Now, uh, I do like the Patriots in that spot, but I think over the season, the Dolphins are going to get better. I mean, I get fluid with all the, the two and on stuff on Twitter where. People say how he's like the best deep passing quarterback in the league. if you look at all the advanced stats and how Mike McKee had the worst running in the league and now Mike McDaniel's gonna open everything up for him and
0: yeah, you will know,
1: build Jalen Waddle and you get um who is the the dude they brought up from Dallas? There other receivers, Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson, yeah. Like they they're like to, all top fifteen separation and he had like the worst separation receivers in the league. So I mean, I can see this offense getting better over the season, but I don't want to bet on Tua. I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of stuff, and you can show me all the stats that he's the number one when you uh, factor this in and you take this out, and he's the best deep thrower when you're just on this side of the field and (laughs) five miles per hour, but I'm not going to bet on them. Um, I I think both these teams are kind of just middle of the pack right now, and uh, I think the Patriots are due for some regression. I kind of want to fade them um, this year, too. I don't really like what
0: I saw in the offseason, especially with – I mean, they drafted
1: a quarterback in the second round.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I didn't even – I kind of forgot about that until you texted me that. And then I was like, oh, shit, I've, I totally forgot. Like, that was not even on my radar. Like, what does that mean? Like, like is Mac Jones, like, on the hot seat?
1: <laughs> I, I'm, now they're saying, like, Mac Jones is the best shape of his life. Like, all right, sure. Like, I don't <laughs> think that or something. But – so, so, Bills is 70 now. I mean, they just got shut out in the playoffs. Absolutely smoked by the Bills. And he's entering this season at 70 with Matt Patricia at O.C.,
0: yeah yeah no yeah it's, it's like like that's kind of where I was at with the Steelers where it's like again an organization that has a history of success but the NFL has changed so much since those coaches were like prolific and I just don't want to touch a team that has Matt Patricia with the OC Matt Jones at the quarterback probably Devontae Parker wide receiver one like I'm good man like um it's not good over there <laughs> No, it's not. I yeah. So
1: I don't. I they refuse to pay those D backs, which I mean, I, I I guess like we always see the Patriots have the number one cornerback in the league, right? But they yeah. let both of them go, right? Because they don't believe that um, they don't believe that defense starts with cornerbacks. They're all with like the pass rush. So they let two of them go. I mean, you
0: you you can't imagine that they're going to be as successful without J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore. Like no, not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have both these teams kind of middling. I don't have them making the playoffs. I have them winning. You know, like seven, eight games. So I think it'll be kind of a run of the mill season. Um, So nothing inspiring. I'm not, I don't like any win totals there. I don't like any futures there. Um, And then closing this. Oh, go ahead. So, yeah, I do have that Patriots under. um, And then I also have that
1: Jets under. So their line is six. I think six is just the standard line for bad teams when you look at it. Because if you look at the Jets schedule, you look at the bear schedule, like it's almost impossible to say, Oh yeah, this team's this team can get that six. Yeah. I don't think they're the Jets might be favored in like two games this year. I mean, people are really high on Zach Wilson. I don't know why. Um, I would I, I think I did a really good job last year hitting on his like over half of passing touchdown
0: or hitting on under, just smashing it under. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think if you're like it was wild. I think he threw, like, eight passing touchdowns or something last year. <laughs> it was it was not good. I think two were in, like, week one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a tough year. Um, I don't get that either. People are really high in them, and, like, they're a team that, like, I could see winning anywhere between, like, one and five games. I have them clocking in at four, so, like... I could, I'll probably put like a quarter unit on the, the under on six, but I haven't played it yet. So.
1: I follow like the bet online like book managers and they said their number one uh, liability for MVP and Super Bowl, Zach Wilson and the Jets. Wow. <laughs> That's how we got to in a casino. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, probably after that story about him hooking up with uh, his, his friend's mama. Like people don't want to be playing with uh, Zach Wilson and end up uh, talking to your mama. Um, Yeah, so I'll play. I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on the um win total under, but other than that, I'm I'm not gonna really touch it. That is one team though that I like, admittedly, I will maintain some sort of like flexibility on my perception of them. Like, um, who's a coach like uh Rob Salah or Adam Salah? Um, like he could be good, I guess. Like maybe the defense could be better, and then maybe Zach Wilson does look better in year two. Like, they brought in some more weapons like Brees Hall is uh profile. There's like a really good running back. Um, you know, you get Eli Moore. I think they drafted a receiver, if I'm not mistaken. So like they got some talent there
1: under like five, nine, two, right. Who is all the receivers? No,
0: no. Cause they have like, um, Corey Davis. Oh, I forgot about that boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they got some talent. Um, I mean, I think their receivers are like uh that Conklin kid from um the the Vikings, he's there now. And then they got CJ Uzoma. <laughs> so they Brax got some
1: all pro Braxton
0: Berrios. Braxton Berrios, yeah, all pro. <laughs> um, so yeah, they got some dogs on the team. So, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see something. Um Braxton yeah. Barrios is
1: Wilson's coming
0: in too. Uh who is Garrett Wilson's like the Ohio State kid. Oh yeah, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's who they got. So yeah, I mean, they got some talent in the receiving room. Um Whatever, like I, we'll see. Like that, that's a team that like I could see liking to play some of those guys in like DFS, um, just because like they're going to be like low rostered, and they, a couple of them just might have massive games. Um, you know, I mean, to,
1: it could be a middle of the pack offense, but they were still number like they were the last offense in DVOA last year. Uh,
0: yeah, and the I thing, the, the thing you have to think about there too is like, again, like they have a defensive oriented coach head coach. And like, generally those teams don't have great offenses. The only one being the exception of, um, the bills just because they had Dable, um, as OC, but yeah, not anything I'm I'm too excited about there. Um, anything else with the, with the East? No, thank God. Um, the West, uh, this is my favorite division to talk about. Um, I I'm super high on all of the teams in this division. Um, uh, just to quickly kind of breeze through it, I have the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers all going twelve and five. Um, in terms of where they end up in uh, from a seating perspective, kind of hard to predict that. I the way I kind of did the schedule when I was looking at it was like each. I just gave each team a divisional win at home just to kind of introduce some parity, and then just split the series for each of them. Um, and then I have the Chiefs. Uh, at fourth, at 11-6, and six. Um, but how are you thinking about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it,
1: I think, um, like, when I power-ranked these teams, I had almost every team in the top half of the league. I'm not as high on Denver, I think, as the other teams. Um, I think that's my underplay here, but, yeah, I see, like, the Chiefs, they might be taking a step back this year, but I, I, I still probably just – I, I lean towards taking Mahomes homes and them and the chiefs to win the division. Uh, even though I think the are going to be better. Um, I think the chargers are going to be better, but I'm just, I'm just going to rock with Mahomes. homes. Um, I think we should, we can get into each team though. Do you want to start with the Broncos and why you're high on them? And then I can talk about my underplay.
0: Yeah. I think your underplay is because you're a future fan, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm still hating on Russ. still hating on Russ. I, um, – I'm sure you've seen that video where he was, like, doing the promo where he's, like, let's ride. <laughs> like, Broncos country, let's ride. Um, <laughs> and then he, like, tweeted – it was, like, the Broncos emoji. He's, like, when I text you Broncos emoji and me's let's ride. <laughs> uh, he's just a cornball. Um, I don't hate it. It's whatever. Um, but, he, I mean, he's the reason why I like this team. Like, I think the defense has some potential. Like, I think it'll be fine. I don't think it's going to be a bad defense. Um, and then what I love is they got some – dogs on the offense like uh i think Cortland sutton he's another one of those posts like two years out from acl tear could see you know some huge um positive regression i think jerry judy um we've never really seen jerry judy with like a good quarterback so um obviously like reports coming out of camp you can take those for what they are but he's working well with russ um and i think you have a very similar setup to like what russ had in seattle in terms of like a kind of big, like, you know, deep threat receiver, um, in, uh, in, a, like a case, te- like Cortland kind of comparison. And then like more of like a possession receiver with like your Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin with Jerry Judy. Um, they got some dogs at tight ends. And then I love Javante Williams. Um, and hopefully they'll use him a little bit more more this year. So I think this offense is another one that's like could easily be a top 10, um, offense, maybe even top five, um, I think that'll help them get through. So that's that's my that's my theory. Then last year, Teddy Bridgewater they were 12th in DVOA their offense. And they were the 12th ranked yeah. offense. I mean, like, okay with Teddy B, like, come on, bro. Like it's easy top yeah,
1: five. I think it will be top ten for sure. I mean, the defense is like what I'm hesitant about. Like, I think we saw with like Fangio too. This like unit was never like in the top half of the league. Like situationally, they were like good and they can come into like the right spots and mess with the young quarterbacks, like we saw with Burrow and like Herbert last year. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they they underperformed the defense. I mean, I think so we we see like a lot of the younger players there. Um they had some rookies last year, right? Uh, they had uh, Patrick Sertan, um, and they had – who was that other corner? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the defense, they're going ha- to have to be at least better than average Russ. This might just be like the Russ teams we saw in Seattle too, right, where they're just – like the offense is good, but just not good
0: enough to make up for the defense. I don't think um, the r- offenses in Seattle were ever that good when Russ was there because they just never Even let him last him.
1: Last year, Seattle's offense was like surprisingly good with Russ there.
0: Well do you had, have they a DVOA seven in offense? No way. Yeah. Were they really? really? Oh. Wow. That's surprising. I wouldn't have think, thought that they were that high. Um,
1: when Russ was healthy, like they would consistently beat like a, a top five offense in DVOA. And they would always start like the first half of the season, like like one of the top teams in the league. They just couldn't finish, right?
0: Yeah, because they would, like, let him cook, and then they would, like, Pete would want to, like, run the ball, like, through the A-gap, like, 50 times a game, and then Russ would get, like, 25 attempts. But, like, I think this year you're going to see – I mean, what's interesting to me is, like, you can make a whole bunch of suppositions about, like, what Nathaniel Hackett is going to be like. Like, he could be terrible. He could be really good. um, But if he is even good or just decent and he lets Russ just run the show, like –
1: but we saw too, even when Russ wanted to take control of the offense, right? Like he, he, um, he would like just get in tunnel vision when he was trying to like look for that deep ball uh, and like those spots in Seattle too, where like the offense would still struggle when they try to put it in Russ's hands. And then Pete would just try to try something new. Um, they would keep going back and forth. Like let's put it in Russ's hands. Right? Let's take it out. Let's put it back. And none of them really worked because they couldn't find like the right balance. But I mean, maybe like, if Hackett's taking, like, what he learned from the Packers, right, and just running that same offense from, like, the Shanahan philosophy, like, maybe, like, this could be really good, um, especially yeah. with that game. But, I, like, the defense, yeah, it it is possible, like, this is a top half of the league defense. I mean, I just – I trust the other teams in this division just a little bit better, and I think that's why I want to fade the Broncos instead of betting on one of the teams to, like, win the division just because, like – I think it could be separated by like one game, just like how you have it in your standings, um, which is yeah. all these teams are good. And it's just one game, like one play in one game could flip it.
0: Yeah. And and on that note, like um, as much as I like this team and as much as I like the chargers, which we should probably like kind of wrap up Broncos here and move forward. Um, I I'm, I'm just not touching any team um, for win total or divisional standing or like divisional projection. Um I just don't want to put any money on it because I feel so uncertain with how it could shake up. Like there's a world in which they kind of like cannibalize each other and, you know, bring like kind of like an AFC or an NFC East situation. Like we've seen in the past where it's like, because they're taking so many L's off of each other, like again, kind of brings their total, their win totals down. Um, in most situations though, the teams were never
1: like this though. No, they were
0: never good. <laughs> That's that is the primary difference. I'm kind of just using that as like an example for like how they can kind of Mess each other's win totals up based on holding a bunch of L's within his division. Um, yeah. So that's Broncos. we 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 differ there. I love the ceiling. I just, I, I also like Russ and I think that like, this is probably his like most stacked year in terms of like weapons, um, having a uh, more offensive oriented coach. So we'll see what that brings. Do um, you want to talk about chargers? Um, yeah. I have them 12 and five again. Um, where have you projected them?
1: Um, so, I think I have them at like 11 wins. Um, their win totals 10 and a half. So it's I it's not enough where I want to like make a play on them. I mean, they made just a, they had a ton of free agency moves and uh where that the defense just got much better. Um you have to expect the defense performance much better after they underperformed like Staley last year. Um they were the worst rushing defense in the league and they would just get gashed by everyone. Um, and I mean one of the reasons why I don't want to make a play on this team too, is because I saw like I had Herbert and I think some other dudes in the Chargers offense and fantasy last year. So lots, well, I watched a lot of the games and like they were running like the, the Lombardi offense, the Joe Lombardi offense that like Drew Brees was running as final, all the years of the saints. And it just didn't really bring like the potential out of Herbert. And we, were, we saw like the offense got better through the year, but it was yeah. like asking a lot out of Herbert in third and fourth down instead of just making the game way easier for him. Um, so i mean joe lombardi's been around the league before and we haven't seen him change so you would be betting you have to be betting on them to change if you really think the Chargers are going to make that next step um and that's just not something i want to bet on but i'd be happy to see it through the season and say all right this is the team i want to ride with you know um yeah they have they have all the weapons everything you need really
0: um yeah yeah no i um I totally agree with that analysis. And that's, again, another reason why I'm not going to make a play here, Um, but they are a team that I'm going to like in spots and like, will probably load up on, on, in certain games. Um, Yeah. I mean, to your point, I'll echo everything you said. Like, I think the weapons are crazy. Like I like Eckler, they drafted um, Isaiah Spiller, who's like someone that could take a little bit of work away from Eckler and just be like a fresh body in the backfield with, um, you know, some talent. So that I like the backfield, the Defense is stacked. I, I think the defense is going to be really good. Um, hopefully, Derwin James can stay healthy because when he's healthy, he's a huge playmaker. Um, and uh, yeah, Brandon Khalil Mack, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, Keith, what's up, Stacey Jackson J. Jackson? Yeah, um. And they got um Mike Williams again, who was, like, the wide receiver one in fantasy through the first five weeks last year, which is, like, crazy. Um, I,
1: mean, we, I think uh, that's another thing.
0: We can, we can talk about this in, like, the, when we
1: discuss fantasy, but, like, with Joel Lombardi, um, I think, like, five out of six years as an OC, he's had 2,000 air receivers. I mean, that's just, like, what he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And something we can expect out of Keenan and Mike Will are um, – I mean, you hope both are healthy, but if someone has to step in and be that wide receiver two after an injury, like – one of those guys are going to be like easy waiver pickups.
0: Yeah. 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 Like Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton. So yeah, i like, the, i like the talent around, um, around Herb. Um, I like what Herb can do on the ground as well as a passer. Um, and hopefully we'll see like, uh, you know, another leap in terms of his visibility, like read defenses. He was already kind of magic on third and fourth downs last year, um, which for a young quarterback is usually not what you see. So that's like a great signal to me. So we'll see. Um, Love we'll to see how it manifests, but I like the team. Um want to talk about the oh, and then yeah, just to summarize there, I'm not playing anything. Sounds like you're not playing anything, but we might load up on on spots throughout the season. Um and how are you feeling about the Raiders?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I like the Raiders offseason moves. I mean, if you look at the Raiders last year, like they they I think they won four games on the stretch last year, right? To make the playoffs. They had that crazy OT win against the Chargers. They beat yeah. the but in a lot of those games, too, they were scoring 17 points to win because they had, I think, the their front four was getting pressure like none other, um, and they added Chandler Jones this year. Yeah, um, The defense is going to be really good, and yeah. now they have the Adams on offense. Um, Darren yeah. Waller wasn't healthy a lot of last year. Um, this team is going to be really good. I mean, for some reason, a lot of people are really high on Derek Carr all of a sudden. I don't know why. Um, something just changed last year where we're like, yeah, this guy's easy top 10. I'm like, really? Why? Like, I still see him as like one of those Kirk Cousin guys. I don't know. Um, he, like the old line isn't great there. So I think you could like maybe be a little bit hesitant. And we saw like Josh McDaniels kind of blew up when he was a head coach in the past. But um, I, I kind of I like what I see here. I think there's also some evidence. I'll try to find the stats, but I did see a report before about how like second year, second time head coaches in the NFL, like coaches that got fired and get another opportunity. They do perform really well, um, especially right off the bat. Um, so I'll try to find that information, but yeah, there's a lot of problems with this team. Um, yeah, but like, I think this whole is is so good that I don't really have a play here. I think there are lines in half. I might like them to win 10 games, but not going to bet on it.
0: Yeah, I think, and this is, this is so sad. This is why you're, you're better at this than I am because like, I'll do some stupid shit. Like I'll watch the hall of fame game <laughs> and I'll be like. Yo, the Raiders are gonna go crazy this year. So I think I might like sprinkle a little bit on Raiders win total. Um just like I mean, the Hall of Fame game is whatever, but like they, they look good. Um, you know, so take that for what it's worth. But I mean, we're it's gonna be different players, yeah. It's gonna be an entirely different team, other than Josh Jacobs <laughs> who played until, like the fourth quarter of the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like I and you know how you were just saying, like, people are high on car. I'm high on car, dude. Like he was the – he threw for the fifth most yards last year, beat just behind Patrick Mahomes, but more than Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. And, like, he was doing that to, like, Renfro and Henry Ruggs before he killed that person, and then, like, Brian Edwards. Like, he's throwing to some, like, XFLers, and, like, he threw for okay. – Hunter
1: Renfro is good. He's Hunter good. Renfro
0: is fine. <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Renfro is fine. <laughs> He's sort of good. I don't know. I don't think so. But what he does do, and I, I went back and looked, and like when he finds his guy, he locks on to that guy. And like he he did that with Renfro last year. He did that with Waller the year before. Um, and he just finds his target and he locks onto that target. And like that this year, that target's gonna be Devontae Adams. And good lord, like that's the best receiver he's had his entire career. So, like, I mean. I feel good there and then
1: um so we saw last year with the raiders i mean the, t- the team is better this year but last year we saw like those chief games right when like the raiders were actually like close with the chiefs in the standings and they got absolutely smoked like the games were over like five minutes in because Carr was just completely uncomposed because the line just couldn't handle like yeah or somehow and like you could, you it was, it had like that Kirk Cousins effect where you could see like this guy is just crumbling under pressure and he does not look composed.
0: Yeah. And
1: we're probably going to see that again. Right. In those situations where when he's facing up against that chargers D line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. In spots like that against like from sevens that can get that kind of pressure, it might be ugly, but then again, like the receiving room is a little bit more competent. Like you bring in arguably the greatest receiver of like our generation. And like, I think they'll be able to find a way to like take some of that pressure off. Um, whereas before you just had, like I said, rugs just sprinting down the field and looking for Renfro underneath. Like now you have Devante who might be able to help a little bit um, when pressure is, is coming around. And then you have McDaniels who is probably going to be able to scheme a little bit better for that. And like the reports coming out of camp are like, they're feeling a little bit better about this offensive line. Um, whereas last year, like relatively shady wide receiver room and incompetent O-line and then like Gruden as the head coach. Like, I I just like how this offense is a little bit more sophisticated and I think that'll allow them to adjust for weaknesses in the offense. So, um, I'm long on them. Yeah, mine
1: so the was eight and a half and I like them at 10. I think one of the main reasons I didn't play this too like they do have a pretty hard schedule. I think I like their schedule though in spots because I think they're playing a lot of these hard teams at home and they're um they're on the road against like some of these easier teams. Um and in the vision, we saw that like um they were dogs against a lot of these teams, but they play well against Chargers, they play well against the Broncos and they get absolutely their ass kicked by the chiefs but that's it's good enough to be competitive in the division but yeah they do have the third hardest schedule in the league when you look like at win totals so that's gonna be a little bit tough but um, yeah. so do you are you making that a play then that over
0: yeah I'll probably put about a half unit on it um, I'll probably do it once we're once we're wrapped up here I, th- I think I've talked myself into it so I'm gonna I'm gonna ride mm-hmm. uh, and then last but not least uh, well I guess last and least in my divisional projections are the chiefs Um, I'm just a little worried. Like we've seen, this defense never be that reliable. Um, Mahomes is losing a perennial thousand-plus-yard receiver, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey is 33 <laughs> with like massive usage for the last five years. That concerns me. Their running back room is a little gross. Um, the offensive line does look nice, and then obviously you have a generational talent in Mahomes. So that's another reason why like I'm not fading this team, but I'm not going to play anything because it doesn't feel good to put money on Patrick Mahomes losing. (laughs) Um, But like I said, uh, for all the reasons I mentioned, I'm just a little skeptical.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I have fears too losing Tyreek, but like they didn't bring in any like a level receivers, but they did bring in like a stacked group of like B guys and people are pretty high in the sky more. I think mainly because he's on the chiefs, but I think he's, Top of the boards are like the leading favorites to be offensive rookie of the year. You um, really I think so? Um, wow. That's kind of surprising. But like, yeah, I have MBS who's supposed to be like just an absolute deep threat, but you can never just catch the ball when Aaron Rodgers is throwing to him. So maybe things will be different when it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like you, it's still hard man. They still have all those other guys who could. Who could, any? I mean, any of those guys could just come off the bench and have a 100-yard game we saw the last few years. So I'm not really worried about the receivers. But, yeah, the defense, when you look at the rest of the division, like this is the, the worst defense in the division by far, even though, like, I'm not as high in Denver's defense as everyone else. Um, this is by far the worst defense in the division. Uh, but I think best coach, best quarterback, and it's going to be hard. I don't want to, like, predict Mahomes' downfall. Um, He's going to have to show me first that he's not going to make it to the AFC championship game or something like that. Um, He's proven that he's just that guy.
0: Yeah. He's a gamer for sure. Um, He'll play though. Nothing, nothing bet on. They have the hardest schedule in the league by far. Um, Yeah. And that's why, like, I was looking at that schedule and I almost talked myself into um, the uh, chiefs finishing last in their division play um, particularly because you get some good, you get some good juice on it um, or get some good odds on it rather um so I like I like that play but then I'm like again I talk myself out of it because I'm like I'm just not gonna talk myself into like having Patrick Mahomes finishing last in the division after dominating for so long so um yeah no play for me there um that brings us to the south so I this is a gross division to talk about (laughs) um I actually might be the most interested really okay well that's fun that's gonna make listening to this a little bit better I uh I'm really, really long on the Colts, and I feel like that's one of those things that's going to come back to bite me. And now that it's like on record as me saying that, I could look absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I have them going 11 and six, <laughs> um, and that's conservative. I can see them winning even more games.
1: Yeah, and I've, I'm someone who's been long on the Colts for the last few years, and this is a year where I say, "Fuck it, I'm done." Um, <laughs> I mean, so what we're seeing with the Colts is kind of like what we're seeing with the Panthers, except they have a better coach and a better organization where they're just trying to find the easy way out of getting a quarterback instead of just getting through the draft. I mean, this is uh, Frank Wright's fifth quarterback and his like five years starting, right? As a, yes. Yeah. And I mean, like Matt Ryan's definitely an upgrade from Carson Wentz, but and like, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, that Phillip Rivers team was like decent, right? They they almost beat that Bills, uh, Josh Allen team there. That went to the AFC
0: Championship game, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they won 10 or 11 games, too.
1: Yeah, but I mean, so this year, right, this receiver room is not good. I mean, I'm, I am I expect like a big jump out of Pittman, too, but behind him, it's not good. Um, you have that good old line, and the defense and the Colts is like, I mean, they lost Eberflus, and it was a defense that, when you look how they performed against like passing offenses, it wasn't great. They would get smoked a lot against like those better passing offenses because they're built basically to stop the run. Yes. Yeah. You can help you against like certain teams, especially when you're beating up on those bad teams in the AFC South. But yeah. um, we saw like last year, like even that, like the best run defense got swept by, they got swept by the Titans and they could never recover from that really in the standings. That's why they, they kind of missed the playoffs. Um, but I kind of see this division as like one of those classic AFC Souths where, Everyone's under five hundred, and um, these teams that people think are going to be the worst teams in football again, the Texans and the Jaguars, are going to be a little bit more competitive. And things might get a little bit weird. Um, yeah, so I feel like a lot of value um, when you look at the division. Um, I saw like you can bet on like division standings, and you can get the Titans to finish fourth in the South at plus sixteen hundred. Which I mean, I, yeah, and I'm just a little bit higher in the Texans, a little bit higher in the Jags i'm okay on the colts but the titans they had some serious like like just ross people a.j brown is a dog and they yeah. just didn't really replace him they're him with like the arkansas rookie and that's not enough dude
0: yeah and in a freshly injured robert woods
1: <laughs> i think not score last year to finish the season they somehow still got the number one seed in the afc but they're gonna they're gonna fall down this year um so i like that that plus 1600 um especially when I'm a little bit higher on the Texans and the Jags, but
0: we'll save those teams for later. We can, we can finish talking about the Colts and Titans. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot I want to add. Um, I have already played the um, Colts to win the South at minus minus one twenty. I don't like that. I got those odds. I put a half unit on it. And then I put a unit on the Titans to win under nine games. That feels like free money. Um, I, can't, I I don't see a scenario in which this team wins nine wins nine games. I kind of hate this team, honestly. I um, played What's up? I have that as a play, too. play too. Yeah. So to the Colts, I'll we we share a very similar view on that. I'm just much higher on Matt Ryan, and I uh, I knew we were gonna talk about it today, so I'm rocking the um the um, <laughs> free my boy. is that Ridley Jersey. Free my boy. But yeah, he. Um, Matt Ryan was good last, like, I mean, good, however you want to define it. Like, if you look at some of the more advanced metrics, um, he was, he was pretty good, like with a terrible offensive line, Cordero Patterson is their main offensive weapon, a rookie Kyle Pitts. And he like, he led this team to not being any, doing anything substantial, but like, I mean, that offensive line was, it seemed like one of the worst in football and like being in Atlanta. Like I watched a good, portion of those games. And I thought he, he showed a lot of composure and now he gets one of the best offensive lines in football. He gets one of the best running backs in football. And I think Michael Pittman is going to be, he like, we, we can talk about this later in a fantasy episode. I have him as like my like wide receiver, like, like eight, like, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to get like 180 targets. I think so, yeah. Is that situational
1: or is it skill? Like, cause when I watch Michael Pittman, I do not see a skilled football player. I oh, what <laughs> body athlete. that's what you needed to be when you're a receiver yeah, it's just like opportunity right like i don't do you you don't think he's ever gonna be like
0: one of those ones like a jj a top five guy right no 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 no. i have him more comping like closer to like um like an aj brown like not as physically gifted as brown was. is uh, like a freak athlete yeah
1: he's I like mean, Evo samuel like um like what? your? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Pittman's, Pittman's a good athlete, though. Like, got a big build. He's fast. He has good hands. Um, fast? He's pretty, pretty speedy. He's, he's, he's pretty speedy for his size. Um, I think he's going to be a dog. I, I mean, I'll, I'll potentially eat my words on that, but I'm, I'm riding high with Pittman this year. Partic- I think, yeah. I, one thing, though, I,
1: with Matt Ryan, like, last year, like, he was somewhat impressive, but that arm strength, right? It wasn't 100% there, and it, it's not going to be there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how much do you need to do that? They're going to be sacking eight, nine people in the box. Like when you have Jonathan Taylor rushing for a hundred rushing yards every game, like you got to load up the box. And what I like is like Matt Ryan is smart enough and talented enough that he can exploit that. And I don't think they've had a quarterback that's been able to do that. So that's why I like this team. Um, I echo your sentiment about losing the Floose. Um, He was pretty talented at uh, DC there. And the defense is kind of built to stop Jonathan Taylor or not Jonathan Taylor, uh, Derek Henry. Um, so it's like, you know, definitely exposable um, via the pass, but I like the team. I think they're sitting pretty in a weak division and their schedule isn't intimidating. So um, I like them to, to win 11 games. Like I said, I already took their, them to win the division. Um, and then the Titans I'm, I didn't know that the odds were so long on them to get last place in the division. So I'm a thousand percent going to bet on that. I'll probably put a full unit on that once we're off this call. Cause that's definitely like, it's probably not likely, but it's not unlikely. I mean, like I have this division shaking up at Colts, 11 and six Texans, five and 12 Jags uh, four and 13 and the Titans four and 13 as well. So um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I hate the Titans. I think uh, Derrick Henry is bound to get hurt this year. I don't want it to happen because watching him go crazy is one of the funnest things in football, but like, you just can't give what he was. he like 28, 29. Like you can't do that with a running back and give him four, like 300 carries a year um, and can expect him to continue to be able to take that kind of pounding. He already now has been hurt. I don't know if that foot is at risk to re-injure, but like something probably else will get hurt. Yeah, um, I mean, and uh, not only is it not sustainable at Derrick Henry, but it's just not going to lead to winning in the long-term. Um, no, no. Um, and then Tannehill is, like, fine. But, I mean, he had AJB and Julio Jones last year. And, like, the, off- the passing game was still not that good. And, like, now they have Traylon Burks and, uh, like I said, coming off a of torn ACL, Robert Woods. Like, that doesn't inspire me. So I could definitely see them. I, like I said, I already played them going under the nine um and then i'm gonna put some money on the on the last place finish yeah um so that brings us to the to the texans and to the jags and these are two teams that like i both kind of like and will be playing them in spots um but it's hard for me to project them winning more than four or five six games and i'm not gonna put any money on them to either go under or over because of that reason so so i do i do like them to both hit their win totals um
1: yeah, Texans pretty significantly too. Those are two of my plays for the AFC. Uh, the Texans over four and a half and the Jags over six. Um, so we saw both of those teams um, as bad as they were last year. They won some sneaky games in big spots. I think the Jags had three wins and it was against what? The Bills? Yeah. It was the Colts and um, I'm saying the last team, but those teams, they beat good teams. The Texans, they beat the Chargers too, right? Um Mm-hmm. So I am both of these quarterbacks in their second year. Uh Davis Mills, so I think he came out of college a little bit early, but um it's reported that if he was in this draft, he'd have been the number one quarterback in this draft,
0: which yeah. is like
1: a class. Um he had the the sixth highest passer rating in the league at home last year. Um yeah, yeah. Like in that offense with just Brandon Cooks.
0: Yeah. Hey, don't hey, come on. Put some first back on Brandon Cooks.
1: I know. And the thing is though, like when you look at it, the offense didn't get a little, it didn't get really get much better at all period. Um, They brought in, I think, Lovey Smith in 2022 to be their head coach. I Um, know that's why I just can't put any money on this team. (laughs) The defense showed some promise last year. And I think I kind of like that too. The defense with Mills and you added in um, that,
0: the kid from LSU, um, the running back,
1: Derek Stingley, right?
0: Oh, on the corner. Yeah. Derek Stingley. And then they drafted Damian Pierce, who apparently has been really good in camp so far to be their running back one. So, yeah. So, I mean, so mainly I'm, I'm
1: taking these overs cause I'm, I'm lower on the, the teams like the Colts and the Titans and I like their under. So I'm just attacking these overs for the value play, but I really like it. and Trevor Lawrence. I he, like, he's a guarantee to be like one of those ones. Like we saw it last year too. Like when he was able to like use his feet to like gain those first downs in that Colts game, uh, or in, yeah, in the Colts game to end the season. And he was gaining connection with Laquan Treadwell. He brought him back to life and yeah. Marvin Jones, like, like they overpaid a lot of dudes, but there's going to be talent on that team on offense. And Trevor Lawrence is one of those ones. And it, I would not bet against him. I would not bet against him this year. Um, I yeah. think, he's also like a sneaky like fancy dude too because like he, he, he can move too and he's a big boy yeah
0: yeah yeah sunshine is a big boy
1: um we saw doug peterson like come in with the eagles take that fourth place team and bring them to
0: the super bowl right with, with carson, carson wins and nick Foles. yeah so yeah it yeah. was an MVP talk like yeah yeah before he tore his acl or whatever in like week 12 he was i think he was the favorite to win MVP that season um yeah, no, I I'm I'm fully aligned there. Like, it's one of those teams that I'm not again gonna play anything now, and I, but I will play them in spots, especially because they're gonna be dogs a lot of the time, and I love that. So I'll play them in season a lot. Um, but yeah, to all of your points, Lawrence is mobile. They have ETN in the backfield, his former teammate, who's gonna be another fantasy guy. I'll talk About that later, but I think he's gonna be a receiving threat. They brought in Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Um, they got Marvin Jones back for whatever that's worth. Um
1: Urban Meyer just like wouldn't play James Robinson because he was undrafted. He was like, Fuck this guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean Urban Meyer was just a I can't
1: yeah, like even if you don't like
0: Doug Peterson, like he's a pro coach.
1: Like we saw him in a
0: school, like and I like I like Doug Peterson. I don't have anything against him. I think he's pretty good at what he does. Um exactly. so. Yeah, I I like them, um, and like I said, the strategy there is just to to play them in spots. But I'm I'm definitely not going to put any money on them preseason. Um, but we'll see. I think they could have some some major upside. Um, and the defense, I don't really know what's going on there. I don't, I don't even know if I can name a player on the defensive side of that team. Like Josh, I don't have a Josh Allen <laughs> uh, on defense, but other than that, I don't really know. So. That's probably going to be their reason.
1: defense is like what really like came to play in those games. Like the Colts could not
0: score against that defense when they needed to make yeah. it and the, and the bills too. Not when they, they weren't in that same type yep. of pressure, but I think the bills put up what six points on them. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, bro. I'm excited for that team to watch that team. I'm also excited to watch the Texans because I echo the sentiment that Davis Mills is a is a gamer. Um, <laughs> and I think the like the the Mills Cooks connection that's gonna be one that I'm gonna using a lot of DFS lineups when I'm like stacked at receiver when I'm like taking like Cup and like JJ and I'm playing like Delvin Cook that I'm gonna like have my quarterbacks be like you know yeah. Davis Mills and in uh and Brendan Cooks um, at home too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Lovey Smith thing scares me because like I don't know. I remember like the last years of him as a professional coach were not good. And then like he went to the University of Illinois and he was like terrible, <laughs> like so bad. And then he was like their DC last year, and the defense ended up being good towards the end of the season. I think that's what got him the promotion, but like I don't like it. So um Yeah, same with them. It's like same with them and the Jags. Like I'm going to play them in spots, but not going to touch anything preseason. So,
1: so I will be playing the overs, and I also I'm just going to be sprinkling them to win their divisions too. So I'm going to sprinkle the Jags at plus fifty a half unit, and then I'll do a quarter unit on the Texans to win the division at plus twenty two hundred. And I'm yeah, I I see it. Basically, all these teams could be just like eight win teams. Um, I'm just yeah. uh, The Colts, year after year,
0: they've proven to me that
1: they're just not worth my money betting on them. So,
0: (laughs) I think this year might be a little different. Uh, I can understand why you feel that way. When I made the comparison of the AFC West to the NFC East of years past, that was a poor comparison. But this feels more likely where it's like a bunch of like kind of mid teams with one team that should be well like or do well, which that's going to be like the Cowboys. But like is probably not going to do as well as people expect. And then other mid teams kind of like, you know, win a couple of games where they probably shouldn't. And it could, could be a so, pretty even division. So going into the season for this
1: division, who would you want as your quarterback? Out of, out of four? Out of
0: the quarterbacks in this division. <sighs> probably, probably T-Law. Just for next year? I think so too. Yeah, probably T-Law. I mean, I feel like Peters or um, Urban Meyer was so incompetent that like we don't know what T. Law can do. I think he could be crazy. Like, I mean, there was a reason they said he was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Like, and um, he's always proven to be a winner. And like, I mean, he's good at football. So like, I'd probably yeah. take the upside there. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think I think
1: it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe Matt Ryan's the most reliable, but I'm taking T. Law. Um, yeah, I think like. I mean, if you have to like bet on like one of those like second year quarterbacks to make a jump, right. It, it is Trevor Lawrence period, right?
0: For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the homer in me wants to say Justin Fields and like Trey Lance, we, like we were just talking about this a little bit earlier, like Trey Lance has some, some attributes that like could lead him to being another kind of one of those generational guys. Um, but he has the perfect situation to it. That's another show, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, from what we've seen, I would take. I, I like sunshine, um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be riding with with the Jags there. Because um, otherwise, you have what Davis Mills. It's like I, I like Davis Mills, but not like that. And then, <laughs> um, I mean, Matt yeah, Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, he's he's gonna do well for for what he has. And like out of the quarterback carousel. Oh yeah, and then I, I don't want Ryan Tenhill. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's what we got. So to summarize plays, um, the AFC, I like the Colts to win division at minus 120. I like the Titans to go under nine games. I like the Bengals to win the AFC North. And I like the Bengals to go over nine and a half games. Those are the, those are the ones I got. And then I'm going to add um, – what did I say I was going to add? Uh, Titans to finish last in a division – and I think there was another one I said, but I already forgot. Was it Lamar Jackson to win MVP? I'm gonna sprinkle Lamar, and then it was something from the AFC West. Was it Chiefs to finish last, or was it Raiders to uh, Chiefs to- oh, you Raiders, you wanted the Raiders uh, win total. over. Raiders win total. Yep, so those are the ones that, the three I'm going to add. Raiders win total. Um, yeah, yeah. And Lamar. And Wait. I will. I can officially track it and post it
1: on our socials. But my yeah. plates are Ravens to win the AFC North. This is going to be my biggest play. This is going to be at plus one fifty right now. It's going to be a five unit play. Mm. Um, God damn. Yeah. Backing up the Brinks truck on the Ravens. Yeah. And then to Jags to win the AFC South at plus eight fifty. That's going to be a half unit. Texans to win the AFC South at plus twenty two hundred. That's just going to be a quarter unit. Exactly. Okay. The finished fourth in the AFC South at plus 1,600. That's going to be a quarter unit. Lamar Jackson to an MVP at plus 2,000. That's going to be a quarter unit. Broncos under 10 wins at minus 125. That's going to be two units. Mm. Patriots under eight and a half at minus 105. That's two units. Jets under six wins, minus 110. That's two units. Titans under nine wins, minus 115. That's two units. Damn. And then Ravens nine and a half wins. Actually, sorry, I'm not taking that over Ravens nine and a half wins just because it's juiced. And I already have that five units in the division. Um so my overs are just the Texans over four and a half, uh, minus one twenty five, one unit, Jaguars over six wins, uh, minus one forty, one unit. And that is it. Nice, nice, man. Well, we'll see. Let's talk about our like AFC, like how do we see the playoff picture breaking down? AFC, yeah, Yeah,
0: might as well. Might as well. Um, Give me a second to to pull it up. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't really know what the standings are going to look like, so this can just be somewhat brief. But um, yeah, we already talked about this before that we're both on the Bills, right? To come out of the AFC.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, Yeah. So, like, yeah, we said like the the seating is hard, but um, I have Bills making it in the North. The Bengals and the Ravens making it in the – or sorry, Bills in the East, Bengals and Ravens in the North, uh, the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chargers in the West, and then the Colts in the South. Um, and then – so those are the teams I have making it. And then I have the Bills getting out of the conference as a whole, playing um, if the seedings, you know, line up. as So, like, uh, the playing the Broncos in the AFC Championship game. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like I said, I'm I'm uh, I'm ready to ride. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and I think I have Bills Ravens. I think I have the Ravens as i run seed in the AFC, but I have the Bills uh, coming through, making it to the AFC Championship game. Um, How
0: do you think? I mean, the thing is, the Ravens have with Lamar. Have they? I don't think they've ever won a playoff game, right?
1: Uh, they did um, the second year, right? They beat. Um, they were a wild card team and then they played the bills before the bills lost the chiefs and they have championship game,
0: um, okay? Yeah,
1: so they won one. Um, won one. He's, he's one and two in the playoffs. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. The the only thing that scares me there is just a harbaugh. Like, I, I feel like you don't like Harbaugh, I don't dislike him, I just have some questions. Like, the same way that, like, let's say Tomlin had like a, a team that we thought was going to make the playoffs, it's the same way, like. I wouldn't bet on that, like a Tomlin led team winning a playoff game because, like, he hasn't done it in what, like five years or something like that? Six years? I,
1: yeah, I see it as situationally. Like, he hasn't done it in six years because he's been taking like six seed teams to the playoffs, right? Um, like, the last time they won playoff games was Big Ben and AB and Huiju in the prime, like, five, six years ago. These teams now, like, it's just not the same um okay. like so let's look at a situation like the Ravens the Titans game that was a disappointing game that like first playoff game where just the, the Ravens were the best team in the world on a 14 game win streak and they just fell apart right yeah but but- the, Bills, the Bills game that the Ravens lost like that was just a good game like the Ravens were in it close they're driving to take that lead the mark throws the pick in the end zone and that, that was the
0: game right yeah but I mean like and if we look at those two losses like I mean like I, I
1: i wouldn't say like that's not going to make me think about like lamar going forward in the future that i think i remember specifically that was his first like uh red zone interception of his career was it really <laughs> I think, like three seasons in like he's a winner and like i agree the playoffs is hard like you have to get lucky i'm just going to look at like teams from a regular season like point like can they get there and like all right um now that they're there, like, are they in the right spot to like just win these games? I don't really think it's about like execution. Like, they're all like pros. Um, I think think you got to get lucky and you just got to get yourself in the right spot. Um, and they've shown that they just crank up these regular season wins. Um, they value winning these games and being at home. And I, I think they can take that one seat again. Um, yeah, mainly Rosh Allen because she's shown
0: that uh, just
1: passing wise, he's he's one of those ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree um we'll see I guess I I have the Ravens I don't even know for some reason it's not showing on my my bracket um but I think I have the Ravens losing in the first round just because like I've seen it too many times um but (laughs) that, that may be unfair um it's all messed up right now so I oh it would be um the Chargers It would be a two seed, two seeded Ravens losing at home to the Chargers, which is kind of wild. But I really like this Chargers team too. Um, And that feels like a defense that would be able to put the clamps on that offense, Um, given like the two edge rushers and then some athleticism with Derwin James and then the lockdown corners. I don't see how that offense can scheme, scheme its way out of that. But fictional matchup, (laughs) we don't even know who. Well, four months around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, this is fun. Um, I think for preseason, just in terms of like programming notes, um, we'll be kind of like recording these, publishing these as like not on a super tight schedule and then hoping to kind of finalize our schedule once we get into the season, but definitely looking to have you know three episodes a week. Um, to your point, we'll be posting stuff on socials, um, you know, graphics, plays um and then we'll be dropping these episodes also uploading this to youtube um so you can check us out there uh the tags right now are kind of not even like up and running but once they are all of that will be in the description and then we'll continue to plug away on that um as we keep producing so um anything else to add no that's it so nfc next yes sir nfc next keep a keep an eye out um and we will see y'all soon